0: Hey, this is Dino, and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. The Lord bless you and keep you. I'm telling you, God is doing something amazing. As I was just praying and believing God and spending time with him about this service, he spoke to me. He said, as part of his blessing, as part of his desire to keep you, as as part of his desire to provide for you right now, he wants to make himself real to you. So wherever you are right now, I'm gonna invite you to stretch your hand towards me. Don't think that this is weird. This is just a point of contact. God's gonna do something amazing. I just believe that if you have a physical illness, I believe as part of the blessing, God wants to do something special in your physical body. He wants to heal you. It's part of the New Testament. The Bible says, That by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. Jesus came and he healed. There was a third of his ministry. And I believe right now, the blessing of God is upon this ministry right now for you to receive a physical touch in your body. So right now, wherever you are, shut your hand. Father, I pray for every physical condition that exists right now in the name of Jesus. There is no distance in the spirit. There is no distance between you and me. And Father, I thank you as your vessel standing upon your word. I speak healing. I speak salvation. I speak deliverance right now in the name of Jesus. In this blessing, I speak wholeness to you in the name of Jesus. Father, I worship you and I praise you. I thank you for doing the work right now. Doing the work right now. Oh, we just worship you. Come on, just worship him just an extra second. Father, we just worship you and we praise you. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the testimonies of healing, the testimonies of salvation, the testimonies of deliverance. Lord, we just worship you. I know. You're doing amazing things in our lives. Holy Spirit, we worship you. We worship you. Well, I'm just telling you right now, I'm telling you, God's doing some awesome stuff right now, you guys. This is amazing. And so I just sense his presence so real and so strong again and again and again. And I believe it's because he's working us up for something. He's working us up into something. Something absolutely amazing. Hey, if you're worshiping us with us for the first time, want to say thank you. What an honor and a privilege it is to worship with you. You could be any place else this morning, but you chose to be with us, and I want you to know we consider that an honor. And I believe it's not an accident that you're joining us today. And so we consider it a privilege. And I just believe together we're gonna learn. We're gonna grow more into God's unchanging love. That is our the vision of this church is to discover that every day, growing it more and more. Did you know that God loves you with an unchanging love? A love that knows no bounds, a love that's not based on any kind of condition, a love that's not based on any kind of performance. It is changeless. We change. Our love changes. Come on, I know I'm speaking to some people who especially really locked in some kind of religious upbringing. We change. And we think just when our love grows cold, then God's love grows cold towards us. But I'm telling you, God's love never grows cold. It is changeless. And here at Revolution, man, we're on this journey to live in it and to discover this day by day that his love for you and me never changes. What an amazing mission and what an amazing assignment that God has given us. And I feel so honored and privileged to do that with you. All right. We're in the middle of this series back to basic. I was at a restaurant the other day and I wanted a hamburger. All I wanted was just a burger and nothing else. And they just kept wanting to put, you know, lettuce, tomato, ketchup mustard and i'm getting some of you hungry right now i just wanted the burger only i only wanted basic come on in this series i just want to get back to basic. What is the basic understanding that we've been learning in this series, especially in the middle of the crazy time that we live in? We're getting back to the basic of what it means to rest in the Lord. We're getting back to the basic of what it means to stand in our right standing with God. And we talked about being seated last week. I'm telling you right now, we're going to get back to basic. We're going to take this a step further today. You know, one of the things we've been talking about was was, uh, uh, being in the middle of this crazy time and uh, understanding this day, this day, okay? (laughs) This is basic, all right? This is New Testament basic. This is what the early church understood. They understood how they could still have good days in the middle of all the crazy how to have good days in the middle of all the crazy that's what we're going to learn about here today wanting to get your bibles out come on turn to the person next to you and tell them how to have good days in the middle of all the crazy yes That's back to basic. Yes, what I just said was a basic understanding that the early church had, and it's an understanding that we're going to have right now. So join your faith with me. Let's pray, and let's get into this. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, and I praise you for your word that's going to go forth with clarity and boldness and understanding this day. Holy Spirit, use me. Speak through me. Help me to say the things that you want me to say. Let's partner together. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit, that you would just flow through me this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I want you to open up your Bible, the 1 Peter chapter 3, all right? What I hear people saying all the time is, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed and yes it's true a lot of us we're overwhelmed when you when you read the news or you allow social media into your world it can be overwhelming right what's happening at the southern border it's overwhelming what's happening with vaccine mandates it's overwhelming with what's happening with children the suicide rates. it's overwhelming. what's happening with inflation. It's overwhelming. I get it. And this and, and 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 we're all resisting that feeling of being overwhelmed. But yet, listen, I'm promising you today, the word of God says that you and I can experience. Good days in the middle of all those feelings of being overwhelmed. In other words, we don't have to allow the overwhelmed feeling. We don't have to allow the dictates of the day to be the driver in our life. We can still see good days. I'm telling you, this is a message you're going to want to share with other people. This is a message you're going to want other people to hear because I'm telling you right now, The Word of God says that you and I can experience good days, fun days. Come on, somebody. We need some fun back in our lives. Good, fun days in the middle of all of this crazy. Guys, if it wasn't in the Word of God, I wouldn't even be saying this, but it's in the Scripture. That's why I want you to turn there to 1 Peter chapter 3. And the reason why I want you to understand this is because the enemy wants you to feel overwhelmed. The enemy does not want you to experience good days in the middle of all of the crazy. He doesn't because he knows that if he can keep you overwhelmed, then he can control you. He can put you under his thumb even as a believer. But today we're going to learn that you can push that back. You can still have good days and not be overwhelmed. All right. First Peter chapter three, look what it says here. The scripture says here in verse 10, first Peter three ten. if you want to enjoy life and see good days, how many want to enjoy life and how many want to see good days? All right. Watch what it says here. Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. I want you to see this. We're going to break this scripture down. Let's unpack it. Because the first thing I want you to see and understand is this scripture was written at a very tough time in the church when they weren't experiencing a lot of good, okay? They were overwhelmed by persecution. They were overwhelmed by rejection. They were overwhelmed by the political status of the day. And here Peter is saying, if you want to enjoy life and see good days, listen, here's how I know the context of this is he was speaking this to them to encourage them because of how overwhelmed they were. The Amplified Bible makes it really clear. It says this, for let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not. In other words, he's saying, listen, whether you are in, whether you're experiencing good days or, or what doesn't look like good days, you can still have good days in the middle of the crazy. You can still push back the overwhelmingness. You can push back the fear. You can push back the uncertainty. You, come on, as a believer in Jesus, we have a covenant privilege to be able to have good days and to have fun. I'm telling you, I love to have fun. And I feel like fun is coming back. In the middle of the crazy, you and I can still. Have fun, all right? Now, I know I'm getting a lot of your attention right now, especially Kevin Outland. Come on, somebody. All right. We can still have fun in the middle of the crazy. All right. So, and listen, let me just say this. This was the basic understanding of the day. It was basic to the early church that in the middle of all the crazy, in the middle of all the crappy situations you can still have good days. I'm not saying the scripture tells us to ignore everything and put your head in the sand. That's not what I'm talking about. If you've been around revolution for for any bit of time, you know that we don't put our head in the sand around here, right? But you can still experience good days in the middle of the crazy. Why? The word of God tells us the word of God promises us. All right. And I'm going to tell you something. If the Bible promises this to me, then I want it and you should want it too. And we should go get it and we should figure out how to get it. All right. Now I want you to see something here. The solution is so simple. It is so simple. Notice what it says here. Let's read it again. The scripture. Um, If you want to see uh, if you want to enjoy life and see good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. So we see here that the solution is connected to this thing called our tongue. It's so interesting, you guys, that the Bible doesn't say it's not connected to the things that you see. It's not connected to your abs, come on, is not connected to your biceps. It's not connected to your smelling. It's connected to your tongue. So seeing good days in the middle of crappy situations, terrible situations, being overwhelmed is 100% connected to this tongue of ours. Don't you find that interesting? It is the tongue. This little thing, this little thing in our mouth can get us into trouble. This little thing in our mouth can keep us out of trouble, and this thing in our mouth can get us into trouble. Come on, are you with me, somebody? How many of you know what I'm saying? The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, you should write this down. For those of you who are taking notes, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. In this thing right here, death and life exists. And those who love it, those who know how to control it, those who know how to speak positively, those who know how to direct the words that come out of our mouth will enjoy its fruit. Are you enjoying the fruit that's coming out of your mouth? huh? Are you enjoying it? Listen, I got to tell you, this power, the principle of The things that we say is so powerful. Ikea did an experiment. Yes, Ikea. I love Ikea. I think a lot of you guys love Ikea too, all right? They did this experiment because they so wanted to have an environment for the employees that was uplifting and that builds people up, not one that tears people down, that they did this experiment. They took two plants out of their store. Two plants just yanked them out of their, their warehouses and put them in this controlled environment where they put a, an enclosure around each plant, all right? And then they put speakers in the enclosure, and for 30 days, one plant got words that were positive, and another plant got words that were negative. The plant that was getting negative, they, negative speaking, were words like, you're ugly, you're fat you're never going to amount to anything, you're brutal, you're a loser. It was that kind of language for 30 days. And the other one was completely opposite. It got words like, you're beautiful, you're special, there's purpose in your life, you're going to do great things with your life. Are you getting the point here? And the results were absolutely stunning and amazing. So, and did you know Did you know, listen, did you know that when you speak over yourself or over somebody else words that are contrary to what the word of God says, it's a form of lying? Did you know that? Listen, when you call yourself stupid and God says you're his child, that's a lie. It's a form of lying. And I'm just trying to tell you guys, I don't want to do anything that's connected to lying, anything that's connected to deceit. Let's read that scripture again. I want you to see this, all right? All right. And if you want to see good days and enjoy life, let him keep his tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. It's a lie to say that you're not loved because God loves you. It's a lie to say that that you're not special because God sees you special. It's a lie when you say, I'll never amount to anything or that's for somebody else. Why? Because God sees you special. It's a lie when you say, I can never afford that. I can never be that, or I can never lead like that. It's a lie because God makes you special. What we have to understand today is we have to line ourselves up with what God says about us. Because when we don't, when we speak words that are contrary to what the Bible says about us or what the Bible says about another person, then it's a lie. And that not it interesting that that's the thing that will rob us from experiencing good days? That's the thing that will rob us from enjoying life. Friends, it was a basic principle to the early church that you and I could enjoy life and experience good days, all the days of our life by controlling this tongue, by understanding the basic, the basics of the words that we're speaking. Are we speaking words of death or are we speaking words of life? Listen, do you know That when we speak forms of limitation over other people, it's hurtful? Do you know it's even more hurtful when you speak words of limitation over yourself? When you say to somebody else that that person will never amount to anything, that's hurtful. That's one of God's creation. When you say that over yourself, it's hurtful. Because God created you to excel. God created you to dream. God created you to be all that you are supposed to be, right? But we limit ourselves. I want you to see this in action, all right? Let's see this in action because I think you're going to really be blessed by a portion of Scripture that a lot of us know about that I've recently gained some fresh revelation on about this principle. Because I just believe right now I want to undo this. Because in the back of our minds, a lot of times we say, ah, oh, you know, I hear what you're saying, Pastor Dino, and I've heard these kind of things before, but it didn't work for me, or it always seems to work for you because you're a pastor and you got this special relationship with God, and so these things seem to work for you. Nuh-uh. It doesn't work that way. See, you, that's a lie, and what you're doing is you're not lining yourself up again with the Scripture. Come on, I want you to see good days. In the middle of this crazy season that we live in. I am telling you, God is going to walk us through the nuts of this season. I'm telling you, he's going to. There's a shift that's taking place. I don't know. And maybe it's just a bunch of us getting together to speak life and to say positive things in the middle of all the crazy. And when enough of us start saying that, enough of us start speaking it, maybe the tide turns and God begins doing something. I'm going to show you through the scripture how if we will just yield to this principle. if We will just understand how much the Lord loves us and has equipped us to still experience good days in the middle of the crazy, we'll serve him even more. We'll tell other people even more about this amazing Jesus that we serve. All right, come on, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and I'm going to read verses 41 through 47. This is the story of David and Goliath, all right? Yeah, a lot of you know this story, and if you don't know, there have been movies made about this, all right? But this is an amazing story where where David faces this giant Goliath, all right? So you have two armies, the armies of the enemy and, 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 and God's armies, and they're facing off, and they're both scared, and so they each sent a champion to fight each other so this way they could avoid bloodshed, and they sent out this mountain of a man, Goliath. The Bible says that he was nine feet tall with all of his armor. Think about that. Think about just going out there, and the average Israelite was only about 5'11", all right? Think about... The, the difference in, the, in, in, in this, this imagery, okay? It was, and fear struck the hearts of all the Israelites because they just saw that as apparent defeat. But God was getting ready to show the Israelite that they could still have good days and success in the face of all of this impossible situation, all right? Come on. I'm telling you. What looks like today, the situations around us are impossible. But you can still have success and good days in the middle of that impossible. All right, watch this. So verse 41 says us Goliath, he walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at his at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog? He roared at David. That you come to me with a stick. He cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here. I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. Come over here. I'm going to eat you up. I am going to embarrass you. I'm going to embarrass the armies of God. I'm going to embarrass the king of Israel by what I am going to do to you. When I'm through with you, The birds of the air, the beasts of the field won't even recognize you. That's what he was basically saying. Now, imagine this giant talking to you this way. (laughs) Imagine the impossible situation talking to you. All right. Listen, that's what's going on today. The mandate's talking to us. Inflation is talking to us. The rhetoric of persecution is talking to us. Come on, the weaponizing of of government officials against parents who are concerned about their children. Come on, it's talking to us. We're saying, what's happened to our country? Can we still succeed in this country? Can we still be the country that God's called us to be? And I'm saying, yes, we're going to see good days in the middle of all of this. I'm telling you, we're going to. And we're going to have fun because that's what the Bible promises us. So here's David. He's in the middle of what looks like an impossible situation, a fearful situation, a situation where most would say he's certainly going to die. All right, but watch how David responds. David replied to Goliath, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defeated or whom you've defied. And today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. Listen to this. The Lord, listen, listen to the words that David is speaking. This is his faith. He's he's saying these things in the face of impossible. He's saying these things in the face of darkness. He's saying these things in the face of impending doom. Come on, today the Lord's going to conquer you and I'm going to kill you and cut your head off. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with the sword and not with the spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. He speaks right back to the darkness. He speaks right back to the impossibility. He speaks right back. Why? He's going to enjoy good days. He's going to enjoy success. I'm telling you. Now, here's what I want you to get. First thing. David wasn't even supposed to be there. He wasn't even supposed to be at the battle. He was home. And his dad told him, hey, why don't you take some supplies to your brothers who are at were on the front line because that's what it what's what they did back then. If you, you if your family if you had family at home and you you had people that were at war, you would support them. So so David took some cheese and bread to his brothers, and so he wasn't even supposed to be there. And so he shows up and he's thrust into the middle of this situation. Here's what I, here's what I get out of all this. All right. David was just an ordinary person who wasn't even supposed to be there, and yet God used him because he understood this principle. And I'm telling you right now, I'm speaking to all the ordinary, everyday people who are listening to me right now. Revolution is about reaching ordinary, everyday people. Listen, listen, this principle works for you. It works for me. You don't have to have a lot of money for this principle to work for. You don't have to be the highest educated person for this principle to work for. You don't even have to be in the right family. I'm telling you, you're in the family of God. You are in the right family. David was an ordinary, everyday person at this point when he showed up in the middle of this impossible situation. So whatever impossible situation that you're facing right now, because you belong to God, because Jesus is in you, come on. You have the right and the privilege to still still see good days and success right now. All right, here's the second thing I want you to see. David spoke. Words had to come out of his mouth in the face of this this impossibility. Guys, you can't just think it. You can't let somebody else do it. You can't just wish it. I'm telling you right now, what we're going to learn in this scripture is to fill your mouth with the promises of God. And let this tongue, which sometimes hurts people, which sometimes puts people down, turn it around. With this tongue start speaking the promises of God in the face of the impossibility. Come on, when your checkbook looks like it doesn't have enough money in the face of that checkbook, say my God is going to supply all my need according to his riches and glory. You have to say something. David had to say something. He spoke to the enemy. He spoke to the giant. Come on, I'm just telling you right now, we're going to have to do some speaking right now. If we want to see good Days, if we want to see success, even Jesus said it. Come on, in Mark chapter eleven, the, uh, the, uh, what did he say there? Come on, Holy Spirit, bring, bring it back to my mind. I'm going to roll over here. He said, "He said whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive, and you shall have them." And so he talked about prayer, and he talked about believing them. And Mark eleven twenty three says this: Whosoever would say unto the mountain, "Be thou removed and cast into the sea," and shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, he will have whatever he says. He talked about saying three times. He talked about believing one time. In that one scripture, there's something very powerful about putting God's word in your mouth and speaking it out over your situation, speaking it out over the impossibility, speaking it out over the darkness. I'm telling you, this is the key to seeing good days. This is the key to seeing, to having fun back in our lives, you guys. And this was basic. This was basic to the early church. We've let this slip away. We've let it slip away. Come on, I'm telling you right now, so help me God under our watch. We're not gonna let this slip away. Start filling your mouth let this tongue be on fire for God's promises. Anybody can just speak the negative negativity. Anybody can speak the problem, right? But you and I have been called, if we want to see good days, if we want to see fun back in our life, speak the promise in the face of impossibility. Here's the thing I also want you to see. Listen to this. David went out to face the giant with a slingshot. And five s- smooth stones, the Bible. I could say so much about those smooth stones, all right? But I won't, I won't for the sake of time. Because there's a prophetic implication with those smooth stones. It's so beautiful. But I hear, here's what I want you to say. He says to the giant, today, I'm going to cut your head off. This is the deal. What was he planning on cutting the giant's head off with? He didn't have a knife with him. Let this sink in he just spoke the promise. He spoke into that dark situation, right? And he spoke it, not trying to figure out how God was going to do it. He didn't go down into the valley thinking, I'm going to have a knife just in case. He didn't know. He went out and he just spoke the promise and the rest came to him. I don't believe David knew for a second that he was actually going to use Goliath's a a sword, which was almost as big as him to cut his head off. I don't believe he thought that, right? But he just said, today, he spoke, he spoke, his faith was speaking today, I'm going to cut your head off. And I don't have a presumed uh, or or, or, or an idea how God's going to do it. I'm just going to trust God to do it. I'm not going to expect God to put it all in this little box so that I can understand somehow, some way, if I just do the word of God, if I just speak the word of God as God's child, he's going to see me through this situation trusted God. He wasn't expecting God to wrap it all up. He wasn't expecting God to do things a certain way. And sometimes when when you want to see good days and you want fun back in your life and you start speaking these promises in the middle of the darkness, you can't figure it out. You have to let God bring the results. I promise you, a lot of times I've been praying I've been believing for something, and the answer always came, or most of the time came, not always, most of the time came in ways that I never expected. Why? He's God. I'm telling you, I think the Lord has so much fun blowing you and me away with the way he answers prayer or does things for us in a way that we would never have figured out or guessed. I believe the Lord has a blast doing this. Why don't we let him? Why don't we partner with him by filling our mouth with the promises of God and speaking them out and letting God be God. Listen to this. I want want you to read this scripture. It's a scripture that not a lot of people even understand in the word. All right. But I want you to see it for yourself and I want you to write this down. It's in Psalm 103 verse 20. I'm almost done here. Come on, stay with me a little bit longer. Psalm 103 verse 20 says this, bless the Lord You his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Get this, underline this. They heed the voice of God's word. Listen, that's the reason why when we say we're blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved, we're not just saying that to be cute. We're lining ourselves up with what the scripture says. Because you know, I've taught on this, and there's scripture references for every one of those declarations. I believe with all my heart that when you say I'm blessed in the middle of darkness Angels have to go to work and bring blessing because that's what the scripture says. When you are dealing with fear and you're trembling and and you're dealing with anxiety and you say, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind, I believe angels hear that word coming out of your mouth and they bring it to pass. That's what the scripture says. They heed the voice of the word. That's why you can't just think it, think it, think it, think you can't. And just where you can't wish it, wish it, wish it, wish it, you have to speak it. You have to say it. And when you say the word of God, when you speak the promises of God in the face of darkness, I'm telling you, it's back to basic. You're going to experience good days. You're going to experience fun again. We have to understand this, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm going to leave you with some things that I want to challenge you with today. As a child of God, as a believer that lives in God's unchanging love, I am telling you, I'm going to ask you today to prioritize this in your life. Prioritize speaking God's word out of your mouth. Prioritize it. Make it intentional right now, all right? It's amazing what happens when we, do, when we do this. And we have to do it in advance. And listen, I made up my mind. I don't care about what's trendy. I don't care about what's cute. I don't care about things that people say because just th- they think it's the end thing to say. I don't care. I'm more interested in having good days and success in the middle of the darkness. And I know you are too. That's the reason why. I don't walk around saying things like, oh, that piece of cheesecake is to die for. Nothing is to die for. Come on, somebody. Nothing is to die for. That screwdriver, this stupid screwdriver. Why would you call your your screwdriver stupid? And don't don't make fun of me because, you know, you talk to things too, right? You've talked to your tools. Hey, grown men during football season talk to their television screen. Come on. Don't tell me that we're not accustomed to talking to things, right? I'm saying speak, speak the word of God in the face of the darkness, and let's see good days. You got to make this a priority, though. If you're accustomed to just speaking flippantly, then I'm going to ask you to prioritize this and check, because the next thing we have to understand is is that it's up to us to put a watch on our tongue. If we don't put a watch on our tongue, who's going to put a watch on our tongue, right? Right? I remember this principle just working. And I've seen this work in my family. You know, one of the things when Jeannie and I started to to understand this, um, and we just wanted our children to to live in this principle, right? And so every night, every night we taught them a simple prayer and a simple declaration. And here's what we talked: We would say, um, they used to say, Lord, I thank you that I have a husband that has Jesus in his heart and he has to love me like Christ loves the church and he has to be a gentleman and he has to have a job we taught our kids from early on and it's amazing how they will still say this one of our kids one of our kids was struggling with being obedient and so we just sat down with her and we put together a fun declaration and it just was something simple like i'm obedient I love being obedient. And I'm going to tell you right now, that child that we had to struggle with that was being disobedient when they were two and three years old, I'm telling you today, they're the most obedient child we have. Amazing. It's amazing. I was, as I was getting ready to preach this message, I was, I was reflecting back to all the little declarations, all the little things that we had our children do. And, and, and it's amazing how they're walking in them right now one of my nieces i'll never forget she was so little she was hanging hanging out of my niece she was just so shy and so bashful and i pulled her aside and i said Listen, i want you to say this with me and we're going to say this together i'm bold as a lion oh uncle dino i can't say that you just say that i'm bold as a lion and she just kept saying it again and again and again i'm bold as a lion and I'm telling you today, and I see her life and what she's doing for God and what she's doing in ministry, the boldness that's on that kid is absolutely amazing. I promise you, this stuff works if we'll get in line with the scripture. I saw this work as, an, as, as a heathen unbeliever, as a heathen that wanted nothing to do with God, wanted nothing to do with grace, wanted nothing to do with the Bible, nothing. But I saw this happen and I saw this operate because I saw this happen with my mother. right? We, we'd had this business, and, and, the, and in some of the, and we, one, one part of the business was coin-operated laundry machines. And so it was my job to go around and cl- pick up the coins from all these coin-operated laundry machines. Well, somebody was breaking in in the middle of the night and stealing the money. And it was happening again and again and again. And I was getting angry because it was my job to collect the coins. And it was a lot of money. And so my mother said, she said, Dean, we're going to do this God's way. I didn't want anything to do with God. I just got myself a crowbar and I just started going on at night and started policing myself. And she was so scared when I did that. Yes, your pastor took out a crowbar. Come on. He's so reformed. He's so different today. Come on, somebody. All right. So, but here's what she did. She said, Lord, this is so powerful. Get a hold of this. She said, Lord. I'm blessing these guys who are stealing this money. I bless these guys from taking this money, from breaking in to steal. I bless them. I speak blessings over them. Lord, prosper them, increase them, distract them so much that they'll stop stealing from me. She prayed that. She declared that. And I promise you, before God, as soon as she started to declare that, all of the theft stopped. Thank God I never had to use that crowbar, right? The Lord saved me once again. But I'm telling you, the principle is the truth. Speak life. Speak life blessings. Speak the word of God. Put a watch on your tongue. If you're struggling, Proverbs 13.3 says, self, or, or Psalm 141.3 says, set a guard over my mouth, O Lord, and keep watch over the door of my lips. We have to watch what we're saying. We have to police ourselves. And, and listen, Don't do this in a religious way. Don't feel like you got to be the police officer now and go police everybody. That's not a blessing that you're speaking cursing. That's not a blessing. Nobody wants to be around someone like that, okay? You just work on you. You just work on you, and you pray for other people. Share the principles, but don't go around and police them. You know the difference, all right? We've all been around situations. I always feel like I have to say that when I get in here because I'll never forget one time, a friend of ours got, got on this kick about Diet Coke, and she just said, well, Diet Coke's bad for you, so it's her mission to tell everybody in the church about Diet Coke, and she was the P- prophet Diet Coke person, right? And I just said to her, and said, listen, you can't go around and correct everybody about Diet Coke just because you have the revelation. Pray for them, right? We got it all fixed, all right? So, but here's the deal. Don't be religious about this, all right? You find common ground. And here's the deal. Find a starting place. Find a starting place to start speaking blessing, to start going after good days. If you feel like you have a problem with this, find a starting place. I'm going to tell you something. I'll tell you a starting place that I think everyone should start at. It's saying this, because we believe here at Revolution that God loves us and that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are in right standing with God not because of anything we do. We are in right standing with God because of everything that Jesus did. Come on. Jesus paid the price for you and I to be in right standing. So why don't you just say this? Why don't you say this? In the face of your darkness, in the face of your calamity, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that. Say that. Say that in temptation. Hey, if you're being tempted to look at something on the internet, if you're being tempted to look at pornography, in the middle of that temptation, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and you'll break the temptation. If you want to break the habit of smoking cigarettes, every time you light up, light up, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have testimony after testimony after testimony of people who've broken the habit of smoking cigarettes by saying, every time they lit up, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on. Every time you face an impossible situation, you say in the middle of the impossible situation, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Every time you get into a situation where you feel far from God, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on, say Say this. Say, God loves me with an unchanging love. When you feel defeated, God loves me with an unchanging love. When you feel like you don't know where the money's going to come from, you hold your checkbook up and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you're feeling overwhelmed by the vaccine mandate, you say, I am the righteousness of God in the face of that feeling. When you see inflation going up and up and up, and you don't know how you're gonna pay for everything, the average person is paying $175 more a month for stuff. It's a lot of money, you guys. It's a lot of money. In the face of that pumping gas, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In the face of buying milk, say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In the face of buying whatever you have to buy right now, say it. See good days. It'll bring blessing. It'll eliminate the stress. And somehow, someway, increase will come because that's how God does things. And I'm just telling you because that's what the Word says. Say it in the face of that. Listen. Listen, Ikea found out about this. Ikea found out. There's something special about that store. Now I understand it. Every time I go into Ikea, I thought it had something to do with the smells or whatever, but I, I feel different when I'm in that store. And they made it a point to help people understand their, this principle. They made it a point of helping their employees understanding what it, the importance of speaking positive things over people, positive things over their customers, positive things over their company. How much more so should you and I? Listen, after 30 days of that experiment with one plant receiving negative words and another plant receiving positive words, both starting out at the same time, it's absolutely astounding what happened. After 30 days, you see it right there on your screen. You see the one is wilted. That's the one that received 30 days of you're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. You're never going to be anything. And the other one was all words of life. You're you're special. You're loved. You're going to do great things. Come on. Ikea did this. They just proved the word of God, you guys. And I'm telling you, Jesus wants to do this for you. The starting point for everything I've said here today all has to do with coming to the end of ourself and saying, you know what? I'm done living my life for myself. I'm done trying to be my own Lord, trying to be my own Savior, trying to figure stuff out on my own. I'm done. And come to this place where you say, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus. I'm going to put my faith in the one who gave me these principles. I'm going to put my faith in the one who gave me his word. The Bible says that Jesus is the word who became flesh. He is the word. When we speak the promises of God, we're speaking Jesus. It's amazing. When are we going to put our faith and trust in Jesus completely? I'm inviting you today. If you've never invited Christ into your life, maybe you know him in a religious way. Maybe you know him in a way that is a form of godliness, but you've denied its power. Today, would you just experience the power of God? Would you just experience the power of his saving power today by making him your savior? And you can do that real simple by just inviting him into your life with this simple prayer. Please, if you're watching today and you want to put your faith in Christ, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. I want to see good days. I want fun to come back into my life. Thank you for saving me. I believe you're the son of God. And as a son of God, you died for my sin. And God raised you to pay for my sin. I take you as my Savior now. Thank you for saving In your name I pray, amen, amen. Hey, (laughs) if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I want to welcome you to the family of God. Just stay right there in this place of worship. The presence of God is so strong right now. Come on, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, type Jesus in the chat. And as you're doing, I believe God's going to bless you with a healing miracle. I believe God's going to bless you with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's an experience with God, an experience in the Holy Spirit that will draw you closer to God. Just go ahead and receive it. In fact, several several of you, just go ahead and just receive it. If you have not filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just receive it right now in the name of Jesus. God is doing some amazing things right now. He's moving outside of time and space. He's using technology. He's visiting people in their homes. He's visiting people in their dreams. He's visiting people in their work, at their works. It's amazing what's happening all around the world. God has heard the cries of his people about this wicked and evil season that we all find ourselves in. But, hey, I got good news for you today that you can still experience good days. You can still experience fun. Come on. We're going to speak life. We're going to speak goodness. We're going to speak kindness. Come on, find something nice to say about somebody. Come on, we're going to do this together, right? Prioritize it. Make sure you make it a priority. Put a watch on your tongue. Start someplace and watch what God will do for you. I'm believing for supernatural results. Guys, we're going to see good days. We're going to have fun again, all right? I love you and miss you, and we'll see you guys real soon. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.